Welcome to the Holistic Career Change Podcast, one-stop shop for everyone feeling stuck in their career and who are looking to identify, change, and succeed at their new fulfilling work. I'm your host, Vilma Seita. Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode seven, the core zone of genius. How was your week? Have you been good? I have been good. (laughs) I was busy in a good way. I was coaching, I was connecting, I was creating, I was serving. And this past week, I was actually reflecting upon it. Um, A lot of my business came from being engaged with and doing the work on myself. In the last episode, we spoke about values and... I was thinking about it when I started my journey in coaching, I actually asked myself that question, which is what sort of coach or what sort of guide I'd like to be and what values do I want to represent? And the main, the loudest answer that I received was integrity. That is, as a coach, I want to be the first one to walk my talk, which often means that before I suggest my clients anything, I will usually test it out on myself. (laughs) I sometimes see myself as as this crazy um, chemist or alchemist even who's constantly working on transmutation and on purifying and maturing concepts, ideas, tools, strategies, feelings even. Um, So when I'm not actively coaching, I'm usually back in my little lab testing things on myself. Um... All of which, by the way, is uh, driven by my two core values, which is contribution or service and growth. So because I took time to crystallize my values, I knew or I felt reassured that coaching as a container was right for me because coaching allows me to express these two values daily. So I sincerely hope that you didn't skip on the value work that we discussed last episode. If you didn't have time to do it, you can always go um, back to listen to it and also download the worksheet that I prepared for you, which is walking you step by step and helping you to identify what your core values are. So the way I wanted to frame um, the topic today is I wanted to start off by sharing a little bit about myself. And I don't often share this, but I'm someone who, um, in my previous life, before coaching, I feel like I had a lot of lives, I struggled with self-acceptance and often I would find myself confused even, um, as it felt like I was constantly riddled with these two very contrasting and drastically opposite sides of myself. On the one hand, I am pretty straightforward. I'm very goal-oriented. I'm sort of no BS kind of character. I get things done. I am quite strong-willed. I'm self-motivated. And I have this sort of burning fire inside of me to strive and to go forward and to express and to solve issues and problems and offer solutions and so on and so forth. So you may think that all of these qualities having them in mind, I was essentially made for the current (laughs) cutthroat business world, which usually rewards assertiveness and essentially rewards these masculine qualities that a lot of us as women have learned to take on. However, at the same time, there was the second dominant half of me, which was extremely sensitive. 
I'm someone who's very empathic. I pick up a lot of energies. You know, when I enter the room or when I meet someone, I'm almost like overloaded, overwhelmed um, by information, by feelings, by energy, um, by thoughts. I get essentially, for lack of a better word, downloads often about the construct of this world, or maybe I meet someone and I instantly like f- I'm flooded with information. And I've always been someone who's drawn to the, I think I shared in the previous episodes that in seen world, the world of the spirit, the shamanic practices. And by the way, as it turns out, which is really interesting, uh, from my father's side, I come from a long line of uh, Tatar healers. And uh, Tatars is a, an ethnic group. Originally, I think it was... Um, a Turco-Mongol ethnic tribe, uh, which was uh, dispersed all over current uh, Russian and Northern and Central Asian territories. So it was a tribe which was a tribe of warriors, but also they were quite known for the healing techniques and shamanic practices. So all of that other side of me is essentially more feminine qualities, right? And these qualities did not have a lot of place in the modern business environment when I was still working in the corporate. And while this paradigm, I feel like, is changing, but back then I didn't really speak of this part of me because I would have been essentially pigeonholed as a weird one. (laughs) And I was really avoiding it as plague back then. All I wanted to do is to be normal and collect my conventional accolades and achievements. And as I'm sharing this, I hope it may prompt you to think about your own blueprint. Like, what dominant parts do you have? And as I share this, by the way, we don't just have two parts. We have many, many parts within us and they are created in a certain way, but it's not really the scope of this podcast, but nonetheless, it's endlessly fascinating. So if you're interested in this uh, work, I would really suggest you to explore the work of Teal Swan. She does a lot of part work. She does a lot of shadow integration. So if you're into that, please check her out and you probably know her if you're interested in these sort of topics. So even though we have many parts of us, usually we do have two or three dominant personality qualities within us. And maybe yours also seem in conflict, just like mine did. And if in your current structure of your life, you're mostly employing just one of them, like I did when I was back in the corporate, I employed the assertive part of me, the other half of it was pushed away. Which means that while on paper, I should have been pleased and um, happy with the uh, with my jobs and with the achievements that I was sort of collecting, I still felt unfulfilled and like something was missing. And for the longest time, I thought I had to choose either or, which made me feel very constrained. Like I had to decide essentially which arm I need to cut off. <laughs> I was literally thinking in black. Or white, and I thought I either need to stay in business in the corporate, or I need to go completely other direction, and that was part of the reason why I took so long with my career change. My thinking was limited, and the view was constricted because I literally was thinking primitive, black or white. So I either had to embrace the quote-unquote man's world and kill my intuitive part, or I thought that I needed to completely drop into my spiritual side and move into the woods with my crystal collection and sentence myself to live in, you know, the secluded 
and most likely non-financially abundant life without any worldly pleasures. And as I say it out loud now, it sounds completely ridiculous, but it was literally how our brain sometimes is conditioned to think. And I really invite you to check yourself. Our brain can be mean and strict like that because its job is to keep us safe. And it's very, very good at painting these doomsday scenarios. And the problem was back then that I didn't allow myself to live in an and world because I had jailed myself in either or world, which made my concept of what's possible shrink. My concept of what's available and possible for me was very, very small. And this makes me actually think of one of my clients who came to me wanting to change her career and life around. And she was, well, still is, very passionate about travel and hospitality. However, one of the reasons why she felt stuck and she felt resistant to transition is that initially she thought that travel meant becoming a travel agent. And it meant that she would have to experience a significant pay cut and essentially start from zero. And also being a travel agent just didn't feel like an enticing proposition. Um, She, by the way, just transitioned. So I will have her on here and she will share her journey and lessons. And she transitioned, by the way, in the midst of pandemic. So once again, if you're postponing your transitioning and waiting for a better time, stop. (laughs) Because the time is now. So looking back at my story, it was only when I expanded my view and started asking different questions that the doors of possibility started opening up for me. So I shifted the questions that were directed towards me. So I started asking, what if I'm supposed to not only learn how to tolerate but also engage those two almost contradictory parts within me? What if they're serving a purpose? What if there is a path, a profession, a career that would allow me to tap into both of these parts? Now, at first, I didn't even know what it could be, but I started with the decision to believe that I am the way I am for a reason, that the qualities within me are sacred, and it's not my job to question them, to judge them, to change them, my only responsibility is to follow my personal legend, like uh, Paolo Coelho says in Alchemist, and find a path that would allow me to use all of it. So your huge career change journey will consist of these minuscule, tiny shifts in perception that will slowly start opening up the new world for you. And you can start now wherever you are. So that is why I am burning to share the work with you and inspire as many people as I can to be brave and to get to know themselves and then take decisions towards more fulfilling paths. Because the more unique strengths, values, and passions you will be employing in any given career, the more meaning and purpose you will be inviting into your life daily. By the way, I am sharing all of this and I'm opening up not because I want to take up the airtime and talk about myself. <laughs> I have a lot of different avenues to, uh, to get attention. I do so so that you could perhaps feel slightly more connected to me, that you would learn more about my story, feel safe around me, which then in turn may make you slightly more accepting of the coaching that I'm sharing with you. 
And the coaching here is this, that before you transition, spend time learning about yourself, accepting yourself and believing that there is a message in all of these character traits and qualities and strengths and values and passions that you have. They are your North Star. So inspect yourself and As already mentioned in the previous episodes, the way I invite you to do this is by looking into three puzzle pieces. Two of them we covered already in the previous two episodes. Episode five was about unraveling your unique strengths. And by unique strengths, I don't just mean what you're good at, but what gives you energy, or in other words, what strengthens you. In the last episode, episode six, we looked into your core values. That is what you stand for what is of utmost importance to you, what would you die for, what pains you about the world, about society, about your community, that is your values, that is your driving force. By the way, um, some of you already do this, but for those who don't, feel free to complete these worksheets that I share, and also uh, send them to me if you'd like some feedback, or if you have any questions, or you feel stuck, I'm more than happy to spend some time reviewing your work and giving you individual feedback. So today, I'd like to look into the final puzzle piece, which I titled The Core Zone of Genius, but it's also essentially your bliss or your passions, your interest, what lights you up. I use all of these terms interchangeably. You've probably heard people say, find your passion and you won't have to work a day in your life. Now, I would like to offer some constructive feedback on that one. (laughs) I intentionally leave identifying your passions and interests as the last part of this self-audit that we're doing here, because I think that your passions are absolutely important and they can lead you to fulfilling work, but only when they're looked at in alignment with your unique strengths and your core values. When looking into your fulfilling career, I would not suggest to look into your passions exclusively and only make decisions from there. When people do that, that is mainly why you have those (laughs) unsuccess stories where people pursue a passion and they either burn out or lose interest or just don't have in the end enough stamina and drive to make it work for them. That's a good indicator for me that they didn't look into the values and unique strengths and they didn't choose something that goes hand in hand with their passions. Because newsflash, even when you find your purpose and fulfillment, you will still have to do the work and show up every day and probably you will even work harder than you work in your nine to five. <laughs> oh, I'm doing a good job selling this, don't I? But... Truly, there is such a huge difference in the quality of the work that you'll be doing, because the difference is that it will feel so much more fun. It will feel lighter, more engaging, inspiring, and it will feel energizing. It will feed you. You will feel alive in spite of how many hours you'll end up working. So let's look at your passions. For instance, When I was doing my work for myself, my zone of genius or something that I could endlessly talk and read about was self-development. 
I literally read my first book on teenage psychology when I was 10. So oftentimes we tend to discard our childhood interests as something that, you know, kids do. And while your answer will not necessarily be in your childhood, a lot of the times when we look and inspect our childhood, we will find quite a few clues there left for us. So for the longest time, I had completely disregarded the fact that I'm endlessly fascinated about um, psychology and self-development. I just thought that that's what everyone does. I literally thought that's what every single person does. Until later, I started sharing that with other people and I realized, well, actually, not at all. It's not at all something that absolutely every person I would meet was fascinated about. Our goal here is to find that something for you too. Passion is very important because it is a profound focusing mechanism. We pay more attention to those things we're interested in and believe in. And that focused attention is the ultimate like a gateway drug, because it drives performance, it increases productivity, and it will trigger flow, okay? Um, Flow is one of my favorite states. It's that state where you lose track of time, you're so into something, you completely forego and forget your physiological needs, you're just in the moment, and the world stops spinning, (laughs) because you're so consumed with whatever it is that you're doing. Flow is an amazing road sign, amazing indicator. Um, So I have a rather organized process for you, how to get clear on these interests and passions. Again, you probably think, well, I clearly know what I'm interested in, but please don't skip on going through these three steps that I'm going to share with you now. Uh, Again, just like in the last episode, I'm going to prepare a worksheet for you, which you can download and fill it out at your convenient time. And the idea here is to really allow yourself some time to think about yourself in this happy uh, state, in a state where you are free from any stress or worries. Imagine yourself in this just blissful state, relaxed and at ease, without any pain, without any concern, without any issues. If you need to, while you're, you know, completing this exercise, take yourself into a quiet place. Maybe light a candle, whatever it is you do that relaxes you. And uh, once you're in that space, uh, please write out your answers. Again, just like in previous episodes, I would suggest to do it by writing by hand. And for now, very, very important, don't analyze any of the responses that you get. Just write them down. Um, And what you end up answering may seem like really simple answers, but that is perfectly fine. Uh, Write whatever springs to your mind without any judgment. Also, when you do this exercise, please don't try to be rational and don't question yet whether this specific task or activity could potentially be turned into a viable career option and make you money. Okay, we can do that later. It's not the point of this exercise. So actually even subtract money from this equation altogether. So step one, I'd like you to make a list of at least 20 things you're interested in. To help you out, I'm going to share a few questions to prompt you and steer you towards the right direction. So think about the activities that you enjoyed as a kid or as a teenager. 
Think about what you could endlessly talk about, what you could endlessly read, research, think about, what consumes you on your free time, or maybe during the work time as well. (laughs) What is that thing or things that you'll be able to spend your days doing if money was not an issue for you? I already asked you that question, by the way, in one of the first episodes, but again, it comes up here because a very good indicator. When you come to a bookstore, which section are you drawn to first? Do you just wander around or do you actually are pretty purposely and intentionally will walk to a specific section? If you do, what is the section? What are your favorite TV programs? I'm not talking about Netflixing and watching whatever Netflix releases. I mean, is there a pattern in what you find yourself interested in? What projects would you take on if you knew you could not fail? So these are just a couple of directed questions. There could be many more. Just probably the hardest is going to be starting the list. And once you start the list, the answers are going to start pouring. Even if it's the most random answer, like um, knitting or washing dishes or ironing. I love ironing. I am obsessed with ironing, by the way. Like it calms me down. Okay. So whatever it is, um, that you are interested in, write it down. Maybe it will be more than 20 things. The more material you have to work with, the better. So step two, look into the flow. So the second list I'd like you to make is of all the times you remember yourself being in the state of flow. And like I said, the state of flow is where you completely lose the track of time, where you're so absorbed by doing something you even forget to eat, you even forget to go to the Um, toilet. It's almost like you merge and become one with that activity. Try to remember a few times when you were in this state and please try to be as specific as possible. So for instance, if you are interested in traveling, don't just write travel. Specify what exactly you enjoy within the activity. For instance, maybe you enjoy exploring foreign cultures and you love the aspect of the unknown. Maybe you love the part where you organize the trip. Maybe you love meeting new people. Maybe you love socializing, right? Like be very, very specific. Um, Some questions to help you out here is when you write that flow, think about what were you doing? Who were you with? Where were you? And what in general do you find it hard to stop doing? So again, as many of the things that you can come up with here, the better. The step three is going to be to look for intersections between these two first steps. So I'd like you to spend some time investigating both of these lists, the list of interests and um, the list of flow, and look for recurring and repeating patterns and themes. Please, and I cannot stress this enough, please be patient with yourself. When you are growing through these exercises and when you try to to uncover essentially what is your true authenticity, I like to remind my clients that we have spent our entire lives being programmed and conditioned not to know the answers to these questions. So don't expect miracles to happen in five minutes if you find yourself struggling to answer. Come back to to this exercise and update the list at a later stage, like think them through again, read them through. And maybe once you start doing it and you will complete half of it, then you will go on with your day and, you know, ideas will keep popping in. That's how usually our subconscious works. 
So remember that you already have these answers inside of you and all you need to do is ask the right questions and then listen. So when you look for these intersections, I'd like you to ask yourself, what keeps showing up over and over again when you were your happiest and found yourself in the state of flow? Is there a recurring activity? Is there a particular group of people that helps you get into the state of flow? Are there any activities involving making things, helping people, physical expression like sports? You want to look for places where three or four items on your list intersect. And if you can spot that overlap between multiple items on your list, well, now you're cooking. (laughs) You're on a good track. Because there's a lot of energy there. Why? Simple neurobiology. When multiple curiosity streams intersect, you end up creating the necessary conditions for pattern recognition, which is then linking the ideas together. And you want to make sure that you identify those. So there you have it. This is your task for the week. Getting curious and identifying your passions or your zone of genius. I hope you have fun with this. (laughs) I'm not here to torture you guys. (laughs) I swear, I'm just here to help you. I find that these exercises are, if we do it right, if really believe in them, if we decide to believe in them, they can be so revealing, so healing, so validating. So please gift yourself that little bit of time to go through these exercises. Like I said, all you need to do is go to my website, click on podcast and click on episode seven. And then there I'll have that worksheet linked up for you. All you need to do is download and it's a fillable PDF. So you can either type it up, but I would advise if you have a printer, not a lot, not a lot of us do anymore. Um, you could print it out and fill it out by hand. Please do that. So I wish you a fulfilling week ahead. And now as I'm speaking, I'm realizing that it's going to be Valentine's week when this comes out. So if you're one of those who are celebrating, I hope that not only will you be showered with love and attention, but you will also take it upon yourself to show some initiative and create a magical special moment or time or create a gift for your partner. I'll speak to you in a week. Have an amazing time. Goodbye. Thank you for spending time with me today. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you'd like me to support you in your career change journey, that is take all the guesswork out, help you navigate the turbulent career change waters and successfully transition in your career, you can apply to work with me one-on-one. I will be opening up a few coaching slots shortly. So if you'd like the opportunity, please visit my website, www.vilmosita.com forward slash apply. That is V-I-L-M-A-U-S-A-I-T-E dot com forward slash apply. Let's make 2021 your year of transitions. <laughs>